Most of us feel trapped within the limited roles that the world expects us to play. We are instantly attracted to those who are more fluid, more ambiguous than we are, those who create their own persona. Dandies excite us because they cannot be categorized and hint at a freedom we want for ourselves. They play with masculinity and femininity. They fashion their own physical image, which is always startling. They are mysterious and elusive. They also appeal to the narcissism of each sex. To a woman, they are psychologically female. To a man, they are male. Dandies fascinate and seduce in large numbers. Use the power of the dandy to create an ambiguous, alluring presence that stirs repressed desires. Welcome back to Femininity After Dark. I am your host, Keandria Balwus, and as you can probably tell by the title of this episode, as well as our quote of the week, we will be talking about a seducer type called the dandy. There are two versions of the dandy according to Robert Greene, the feminine dandy and the masculine dandy. So let's get right into it, starting with the feminine dandy. dandy. Who is the feminine dandy? First, let's talk a bit about what Robert Greene means by dandy. So, the dandy is androgynous. They are able to play with their femininity and their masculinity. Some Amazing examples of the feminine dandy would be Prince and Michael Jackson. They both show signs of femininity and masculinity. Their femininity can be seen in their sensitivity and their passion, their artistic abilities and creativity their physical appearance and the attention that they give to their physical appearance. Does anybody remember that meme that was floating around that said Prince is the only man who could walk in to a room with a blouse and heels and leave out with your woman? (laughs) That is so true because when I tell you that Prince and Michael Jackson were two of my first crushes as a kid. And after reading this chapter of The Art of Seduction, I'm beginning to understand why. Now, with me, there are several layers to that uh, because as I've gotten older, I realize that I'm actually interested in women. Um, So that's a part of what it is what it was for me being attracted to men who uh, were very in touch with their feminine side and were able to play with that. And we'll get more into that and some psychology behind it, according to Freud, a little bit later. 
but I don't want to jump the gun too much. So, did I just say much? <laughs> too much. That's probably a Freudian slip, you know, because I was just talking about my lesbianism. Anyway, great examples would be Prince and Michael Jackson. Now, they are sensitive. They are able to appeal to a woman emotionally because... I don't know about some of you, the women who are listening right now, but a lot of women that I've talked to, and I could relate to this as well, when we talk to men, it's very difficult for a lot of us to connect with them on an emotional level because a lot of men just won't allow themselves to go there because of societal expectations. So not only are we attracted to the feminine dandy because they are able to go there and, and reach those depths with their emotions, but also because they dare to do it. There's something so exciting about someone who doesn't care what the world thinks of them and is a little bit dangerous because unfortunately in this world that we live in someone who is perceived as male when they are sensitive when they express themselves um, beyond anger and lust they are met with a lot of criticism with a lot of judgment people feeling like they're too soft or whatever the case may be and so it's very exciting for some of us to come across somebody who does not care to conform to those societal expectations that have been placed upon them. There's something so intriguing and we want to know what is it about this person and how are they able to be themselves fearlessly and that is so, so sexy to me. I don't know about anybody else, but I can speak for myself. And when I see someone who is just living in their truth and being authentic, that is so attractive to me. I gravitate to those type of people because it's so rare in this world, you know, especially with the internet now and everybody seeing everybody and what they're doing, what they're looking like, what they're dressing like, um, how they're speaking, their personality. Everybody seems to have the same personality, the same physical appearance. Everybody just wants to be a carbon copy of the next person. So when you see this rare person in a crowd and they're just being who they are and they're not trying to copy the next person, they're not trying to copy this celebrity or this public figure, there's something so enticing about that. They are very romantic, but in an edgy, more dangerous kind of way. Think Michael Jackson in his bad era. Um, he was this like bad boy type of figure and he didn't waste a whole lot of time um, in the way that a woman might seduce a man, he didn't use his femininity in that way to seduce. His femininity came more from his sensitivity. You could sense that this is a man who has this 
um, this depth to him in terms of his range of emotions and what he would be able to understand. And you feel emotionally connected to this person. You see that there's more to him than just this like bad boy persona, especially if you've watched the full video uh, for bad. It's very long, but it is definitely worth it because you get to see more of what I'm talking about, this range. And he's this edgy bad boy, but he's still got these morals and he's still very sensitive and empathetic. And that's where more of the femininity comes in. So the femininity would be that along with his physical appearance. He had long hair. He's very clearly wearing makeup and um, he moves very gracefully and just all of these things combined create this essence and this this femininity that is very easily perceived and it really does something to a woman or anyone who's attracted to that type of femininity, it really affects us on a psychological level and it immediately makes us feel like this person is more trustworthy because they're similar to us in that we feel like we can relate to them on some level that we wouldn't be able to relate to a man who tries to seduce us using pure masculinity there's something extra that that femininity adds. There's a softness that most women, well, I guess I shouldn't say most women, but, you know, it's it's typically believed that most women are attracted to. We tend to like that softness. We like that, that gentleness that most men um, find it a little bit difficult to... Uh, to do naturally. Now, obviously, there are exceptions to every rule. And I know like when a man falls in love, he naturally wants to be softer and all that. Yeah, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the art of seduction and we are talking about lust, okay? When a man is lusting after a woman, unless he's faking it, as we talked about being the ideal lover and the rake type, typically it's not in a man's nature to be very soft and um, delicate with a woman. But here's where the masculinity comes in. So as soon as you are roped in and you feel this emotional connection and you feel like you can trust this feminine dandy, that's when their more dangerous side comes out. That's when they're a little bit more... Um, masculine. Uh, Robert Greene calls it male cruelty. So they still have this toughness about them. They still have this, this coldness that uh, is associated with masculinity. Um, coldness meaning like, you know, their personality, the, the games that they can sometimes play, and just like forwardness in terms of their seduction style. So like I said, the femininity comes from their physical appearance and the masculinity comes more from their 
personality and how they pursue you as the seducer if that makes sense this is a little bit more of a complicated seducer type so i'm gonna be repeating myself and trying to explain the best way that i can because i really want you to understand this and i really want you to get it but i feel like this is just one of those seducer types where it's like those who get it get it you know like if you've ever been seduced or attracted to a man who you now would understand to be the feminine dandy, let me know in our Facebook group, Femininity After Dark. I would love to hear your stories because I have a few stories of my own and I just want us to like, I want us to have a good conversation about it because I am so fascinated by the dandy seducer type. It is insane. <laughs> so they mirror the feminine psychology they understand how a woman thinks and they think in similar ways and this is not a way where they're like faking it they are genuinely like this and that's what's so great about them is that you can sense that it's coming from a genuine place this is not one of those seducer types where a man can like fake this because for them to even have the courage to be who they are, like, that says something. I don't feel like most men would go to that length to seduce a woman, to pretend to be um, ultra-feminine in their appearance or in their uh, way of thinking about the world or not even thinking about the world. It doesn't even have to be that deep, but just like thinking about certain things and how they communicate and whatnot. Okay, uh, let's see, what else? Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Ah, yes, attention to appearance. This is probably gonna be the thing that helps you identify the feminine dandy the easiest. They give a lot of time and attention to their physical appearance. They make sure that they are very groomed. If you notice, Prince and Michael Jackson, they had their eyebrows arched. They wore a little bit of makeup. They had their hair done. Um, they were styled to perfection. I mean, iconic looks period. Um, they were styled to perfection. They had manicures. They probably had pedicures too. They just made sure that they kept themselves together. Um, men like this are always going to smell really good and have this really nice um, hygiene routine and self-care routine. They might even have more skincare products in the bathroom than you do. Uh, that kind of thing. Just very clean, very neat, very put together. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's like a dead giveaway if you were ever wondering, like, are they a feminine dandy? But I kind of feel like you, you can see it pretty clearly if someone is. Once you learn what a feminine dandy is, they're pretty easy to spot because they are so rare. They just stick out. And yeah, we talked about the male cruelty. So in the ways that men can sometimes be like short-tempered. Um, and these are like stereotypes, by the way, that I'm just saying, you know, this is like a very generic 
breakdown of what it means to be masculine or feminine. Um, there's obviously like a spectrum and shit, but like stick with me here, okay? Um, men are more known for being um, like <laughs> having more of a temper and um, being more like lustful and more forward in their uh seduction uh which actually takes a lot of women by surprise as robert green mentions in his book and he explains this so so well so if you have not read the art of seduction by robert green please read it please get a copy um i really appreciate everybody listening to this podcast but i never want to like take away from the original he is an amazing author i love his work he is probably my favorite author when it comes to personal development books so he explains this so so well definitely go check out his book but yeah i think i said everything uh, i needed to say about the feminine dandy now we're gonna move on to the masculine dandy the masculine dandy. Who is the masculine dandy? What are their characteristics? The masculine dandy is a woman and she is very graceful and she flirts like a woman. She's very beautiful. Um, She has this you know, smile that, you know, that smile that we give people when we're flirting with them. (laughs) So she has that going for her. And she's very, very flirtatious in a way that um, women typically are more like uh, coquette-ish. But what makes her more masculine is that she is very independent and she is very analytical in a way that is most likely is most often seen in males so she's able to hold her own she is able to pay all her own bills she has a good job she's got a great um head on her shoulder she doesn't really need anybody for anything now a lot of people get confused about this so let me like let me just say this thing being independent does not mean that you don't accept help from people because there's been this like debate between both sides on the internet that i've noticed lately and it's like women feel like they need to choose whether they're going to be independent or dependent upon a man and it's like you can still have your own and accept help from a man allow a man to serve you like you can do both okay uh you don't have to choose between being this you know helpless fawn (laughs) and being a ceo you can have your own and be independent and be this incredible business person or whatever your goal is whatever it is that you do You can have all of that and still uh, accept help and it doesn't it doesn't take from who you are um something that i've especially noticed is this conversation that is so tired in the spiritual community about 
masculine and feminine and what it means and the law of gender and it's been so misunderstood and so perverted the law of gender does not mean what people try to make it seem like it means because they are a copy and paste facebook philosopher okay that's that's not how it works you don't just get to get to be like oh i'm stuttering because i'm getting mad you don't just get to be like Ooh, that sounded deep. Let me copy and paste. And then you're telling the whole world that this is what it means. And you're not really a woman if you do this, 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 and this. And if you take action towards your goals. That is not how it fucking works. Please shut the fuck up. Like, immediately. Okay? Um, And that's why it's so important to me that I talked about this, the masculine dandy, because I want people to understand. Yes, it can be nice, soft life ultra feminine everything just flows to me with ease i don't have to work for shit that's wonderful but being a woman who is ambitious and has your own shit and is independent that does not take away from your femininity and why does every woman feel like she has to be ultra feminine to be worthy anyway like you're just playing into the patriarchy at that point you know what i mean it's like there has to be a balance within this world and if every woman is about that soft life if every woman is ultra feminine only feminine then there's gonna be this weird ass imbalance in the world and there's also gonna be like fucking boredom because what the fuck you know what i mean like at some point we have to be honest about the fact that that shit doesn't fucking work, okay? You can have your own and still accept service and help from another person. You can have your own and still want a man to pay all of your fucking bills. You decide what your life looks like and everybody has a different level of masculine and feminine energy within them. We always have both, but how much masculine and how much feminine you are in touch with is going to depend on you. So don't ever let anybody tell you that you're less of a woman, you're less of a man, you're less feminine, you're less masculine because you think or act a certain way because that's fucking bullshit and they don't understand what they're even fucking saying. Like, I've noticed that shit online. People just say anything and people will be like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds deep. And they get all these people who are new to spirituality or who have not uh, who have not moved past this 3D level. People who are still stuck and reading into everything literally and seeing everything from our limited human experience instead of looking through the eyes of a god or a goddess oh i'm getting deep right now (laughs) they are able to confuse people by just saying this shit that doesn't fucking make sense so research the law of gender for yourself please and that's actually gonna help this um dandy archetype make even more sense for you also i want to know how many of you guys feel like you've met a feminine dandy or you are a masculine dandy based on what we've talked about so far let me know in our facebook group femininity after dark i would love to hear your thoughts back to this the masculine dandy is independent she is analytical she is a boss bitch period 
okay? She has her own shit. She has her own mind. And this is something that most men are not used to coming across with women because they're so used to those women who are like, whatever you like and like barking and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like women who are like, oh, I, I like that too. Or, oh yes, I completely agree with you, King. And it's like the masculine dandy where her masculinity comes in is she's not afraid to have her own mind. She's not afraid to analyze the situation and come up with her own solutions. She doesn't really need a man for anything. He actually becomes more of an accessory to her. Okay. This leads the target to become confused. And after they've become confused, they become intrigued because they're like, who is this strong, independent, analytical, brilliant mind? Like, who is this person? I want to know more about what makes them who they are. And once they become intrigued, you've pretty much got them hooked. Because this is this is the great thing about being a dandy, okay? You really get privileges from both sides. If you are a masculine dandy, you know, to women, you're a woman. So they are going to trust you a little bit more. You get to play with that side. You also are still a woman to the man. And so he's still going to lust after you, assuming that he's interested in women. Again, these are very generic examples. Um, we aren't going to go into like sexuality and all of that because it's just so in-depth but we're just working with what Robert Green tells us for now okay so he's still gonna be like lusting after this woman because you know you're still a woman but then you're also like one of his pals you're like one of his best friends because you have that like masculine side to you um, as well in that you're so strong and independent and this is also going to lead him to respecting you a lot more so you kind of get to play both sides same thing with the feminine dandy um, men are going to see him as a man so he has that male privilege and then women are going to trust him a lot more than they would trust other men so he really just gets to play both sides now, here is where things get interesting. This is why being a dandy is so effective as, um, as a, a means of seduction. According to Freud, we are all biologically bisexual. And he says that the reason that a lot of us repress these desires is because they are considered taboo. Um, cultural norms speak against such desires. And, um, you know, some of us may have come from religious families and it is absolutely forbidden to even think about being with the same sex. But according to Freud, we are all bisexual by nature now don't shoot the messenger that's what freud said not me i don't really know enough about that to say for sure but i can say that most people that i've met in my life have definitely um been on the spectrum and have at least been 
um, curious or open to bisexuality, even if that just manifested in them being attracted to a dandy, somebody who was both masculine and feminine at the same time. Something I just thought about. If you've ever watched A Thin Line Between Love and Hate, Regina King's character would be a great example of the masculine dandy. I believe her name was Mia. Yeah, Mia. She would be a great example of the masculine dandy because she was very feminine and beautiful and would flirt like a woman, but she was also very masculine and she was like, I think she was like, uh, wasn't she in the Navy or something? And she was like very strong. She didn't need any man or anybody for anything. She was very, very strong-willed and determined on her own. She had a very strong mind and she wasn't afraid to speak her mind ever. Um, so yeah, if you've ever seen that movie, she would be a great example of the masculine dandy, which is probably why Darnell was so fucking in love with her, uh, because she's like a best friend and a lover. Ooh, where did that accent come from? She's like a best friend and a lover at the same time. Those men who are always like, I want my woman, I want my woman to play video games with me and football and all this and all that. Um, they're interested in a masculine dandy. Okay. So another thing that Robert Green talks about is how the dandy can be seductive because they are forbidden because society tells us that we shouldn't go there because society tells us it's a taboo um and this is represented in lucifer and how lucifer is depicted as androgynous and thus demonized um partially for that reason because Lucifer is, is the perfect balance of both masculine and feminine energies. And it's just so interesting to me that people are so afraid of that balance. I just find that incredibly funny um, because it's like, are you just comfortable being uncomfortable because to me it's uncomfortable to be imbalanced in any way now I'm not saying that everybody has to be like 50 50 masculine and feminine but at least being able to connect with the other side to yourself that other type of energy is really important to your well-being and the fact that people run from that yeah. <laughs> so next up, we're going to talk about the dangers of being a dandy. And we're going to finish off with the symbolism. The dangers of being a dandy. So for the feminine dandy, for the man, um, the dangers would be men not really liking them or making fun of them. Um, basically, basically feeling like they're too soft or, you know, those jabs that men take at men who are more comfortable with expressing their emotions and are a little bit more feminine, you know, 
certain slurs, bigotry pretty much is the danger for both the masculine and the feminine dandy. There are always going to be ignorant people out there who are going to be confused and aren't smart enough, (laughs) aren't smart enough to learn something from their confusion, to think a little bit more critically and to go a little bit deeper and they feel threatened by anything that challenges their uh their belief systems their limiting beliefs about who we can be and if we don't fit into this box that they've wanted to put us in they attack so that is a danger of being a dandy is just people people are gonna be like hateful sometimes but it's like, fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be around people like that anyway. So their opinion of you really shouldn't fucking matter. I mean, obviously do what you have to do to protect yourself, to stay safe, because this world can get pretty ugly and people can be pretty nasty when they feel very passionate about something. When the cognitive dissonance is real, motherfuckers can be really wild out here. So definitely stay safe, do whatever you have to do, but if they're just talking, fuck them. Like, the people who are bothered by you living in your truth and being your authentic self are just pissed off because they don't have the courage to be themselves. They probably have a dandy inside them, and they don't know how to fucking express it because they're too afraid of what people are going to think. And so they're pretty much saying to you what they fear people would say to them if they were courageous enough to do what you're doing. And so if you keep that in mind, it's it's really not a big deal. You can really laugh at their ass like, oh, it's okay. You just, you wish you could do the things that I do. You wish you could work it the way that I do, pretty much. So yeah, those are the dangers. I wouldn't really worry about it too much as long as they're just like talking. I mean, talk is fucking cheap period. The symbol for the dandy is the orchid. Fun fact, the word orchid comes from the Greek word orchis, which means testicle. I just found that incredibly fascinating and I had to, I had to include that in, in this episode because, I mean, did you know that? I didn't know that. I was actually researching the orchid after I finished reading this chapter of The Art of Seduction, and I just was like, oh my god, that's so cool, have to include it in the episode. Okay, so the orchid. Its shape and color oddly suggest both sexes. Its odor is sweet and decadent. It is a tropical flower of evil. Delicate and highly cultivated, it is prized for its rarity. It is unlike any other flower. So with that... I just want to say, be yourself, be authentic, don't let anybody tell you that you're too masculine or you're too feminine or that you must be traumatized and that's why you're a woman who likes to work hard and you're ambitious because you need a man to tame you and bring out your soft side Don't let anybody say that type of shit to you and invalidate who you are because now you know that you might just be a masculine dandy after all. 
you so much for listening and I really hope you learned something from this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it and I look forward to your feedback in our Facebook group, Femininity After Dark. Thank you to everybody who's been listening and subscribing. I really appreciate all of your support. I can't tell you guys enough how grateful I am to be connecting with you all. I love to hear from you all. And yeah, um, I hope you have a great day, a great night, whatever time it is, wherever you are listening. I hope you have a fantastic day or night, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.